Good morning. It's Monday, October 28th. This is your host, Sophia Nelson, and welcome to Eploribus Cast. Uh, it's Monday, and Monday motivation is uh, probably my favorite day of the podcast. Love our guest. Uh, love when we do special segments and shows, but I love Mondays because, as I like to say, you get a do-over. You get a clean slate every six days, and on the seventh, on that Monday, you get to start again. And um, I think it is um, something that we always ought to look forward to. You know, Monday gets a bad rap. Monday gets a bad rap. People dread Monday. You know, it's the first day back to work after the weekend. And, you know, Mondays are usually really busy. But I always liked Mondays. And I like Mondays because, as I said, you get a do-over. So uh, today I want to talk with you about as always, something that has to do with America, where we find ourselves, what we're in the midst of, what we're up to, and uh, what's going on with the Washington Nationals. Uh, Goodness, if you're here in the D.C. Metro, it's been an exciting time because it's the first time a World Series has come here um, in, what, 90 years or ever, and um, the Nationals were up two to nothing. Uh, Looked like they might sweep Uh, the defending champs, the Houston Astros, and boy, has that changed. It is now 3-2 Astros. Uh, Credits due or credits due. uh, Hats off to the Astros who played some extraordinary baseball uh, over uh, the last few nights, uh, winning three in a row. So it's 3-2 now, which means that uh, either the Astros will win the next game and they'll win the series, or um, the Nationals will win, we hope, and it'll be tied and we'll go to the to the seventh game. So um, everybody here that's a Nationals fan, keep the faith. Uh, this is a Cinderella team. They've done a great job. Uh, so we're proud of them regardless. But let's hope that they can uh, win this next game. And uh, I believe they'll be playing in Houston. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But anyway, keep your chin up, Nationals. Keep your chin up to all the little boys out there and little girls who uh, love baseball and love the Nats. Uh, This is a good lesson in life. It's a metaphor, and it's what I want to talk about today. Uh, And, uh, you know, look, uh, when I woke up on um, Sunday morning early at about 5.30, 6 o'clock, it was pouring rain. I mean, it was pouring rain. It was like buckets of rain. And then by the time I left out to go to church at about 10.30 in the morning, the sun had come out. It had warmed up. It was a beautiful day. So, you know, the way things always start out doesn't mean they're going to finish that way. Uh, There's always rain before there's sunshine. So uh, have a little faith. All will be well. So today I want to talk about the topic of reconciliation. Reconciliation. To be reconciled. Your word for today is reconciliation. Uh, If you follow me on Periscope, uh, you know that I I scope every Sunday. I do what I call a soulful sentiment and a spiritual coffee. And I heard a great word in church yesterday. And uh, Pastor Charlie Whitlow uh, does a great job. And he talked to us about being reconciled with God. Well, I want to talk this morning with you as you're driving in and you're getting your coffee and you're listening to your podcast on your way to work or on your lunch break or whenever you listen to Monday Motivation throughout the day. 
um, I want to talk to you about the importance and the power of reconciliation and whether or not we're going to be able to do that here in America because we need to right now. You know, a lot happened over the weekend. As you know, um, our Delta forces uh, over in Syria captured and cornered al-Baghdadi, uh, who cowardly blew himself up uh, with a vest of uh, a suicide vest, if you will, and, and tragically took his small children with him and uh, women who were there, probably wives. And uh, But you talk about someone who was the brain mastermind of evil, of ISIS. ISIS has uh, been evil and done evil throughout this world, beheading journalists, doing just horrific things, recruiting and their leader is now gone. Um, and we'll get to that in a moment. But that was a, a very important victory for the United States, uh, for all freedom-loving people and good peoples around the world, uh, that this uh, monster is gone. Of course, we know that uh, there will be someone in his place. Uh, evil doesn't just go away. Uh, malevolent people don't just disappear, they leave a stain, they leave a residue. And uh, But kudos to our troops, uh, kudos to uh, our uh, allies and supporters. Thank you to the Kurdish people who have really had a tough time over the last month because of uh, some very bad decisions being made here in Washington about uh, withdrawing and ceding that ground to Turkey. And unfortunately, Turkey, Erdogan, and Putin are close. And, uh, you know, the world's in a difficult state. But if you go back to your Bible, you go back throughout history, the world has always been in a difficult state. And so when you talk about this notion of reconciliation, I want to really just drive this home to you again as we are uh, finishing up October this week. Uh, November uh, starts on Friday. Halloween's on Thursday. If you haven't bought your candy, make sure you get it. Uh, make sure you have some fun with Halloween. Um, you know, I always put on a costume every year when I answer the door, and we really make a big deal about it in our neighborhood. We try to have a good time with the kids and you know, create scary houses and just laugh and play because it's good. So take the rest of the day off on Halloween, even if you don't have kids of your own or your kids are grown. You know, go to a hospital and hand out candy. Do it with your church. Do something just to break the monotony and reconcile yourself to some fun, to some laughter, uh, to just getting a moment away from the grind. And uh, as I think about the word yesterday that uh, was preached, I really thought about the United States and I thought about uh, where we are, we are deeply divided. I keep saying that, and I started this podcast. I wrote the book Eplorbus One because you could see it during the 2015 primaries. You could see it during the 2016 election, and it's gotten progressively worse along racial fault lines and gender lines and along socioeconomic lines and regional lines and geographic lines. And last night at the uh, Washington Nationals game on Sunday, the president of the United States of America went to the game as is traditional. Usually presidents throw out the first pitch, uh, but President Trump opted not to do that. But when he was announced on the Jumbotron, and think about this in the context of 
we had just won a very big victory over ISIS. Our Delta forces, our military men and women with their amazing precision and, and, and devotion to the flag defeated an enemy and the president of the United States of America went to a baseball game and was booed loudly with chants of lock him up, lock him up. You know, uh, look, guys, uh, you know I'm no fan of President Trump. I've been honest about that. And and if you're a fan of President Trump's, that's fine, too. Uh, I'm not. Uh, if you follow me on social media, if you follow my writings, if you followed me for the last few years, I'm not surprised that that's what happened last night. But the question is, is that uh, something that's going to be sustainable for us as a country in the long run? Can a president truly be effective and serve, particularly in light of a major um, victory in uh, our forces and in our operations uh, overseas to defeat enemies of freedom and be booed with chants of lock him up? You know, those very chants come from the president himself, and he said those during the 2016 campaign about the Secretary Clinton, who was his opponent, and others. And so I see this cycle going on right now. It's a karmic cycle, right? It's a cycle of reaping and sowing. And so what I want to encourage us to do in our lives, in our workplaces, in our church houses, uh, with our spouses, with our children, with our loved ones, is to be reconciled. Try to figure out a way to to bridge the gap. You know, what does it mean to be reconciled? It just means to be returned to, to be rejoined. Folks, if we don't figure this out and we don't figure this out soon, we're going to be vulnerable. I've said this many times to an enemy. We're going to be vulnerable to attacks because right now we are focused on tearing each other down, hating, threatening. I've seen more threats from people who are supposed to be ministers a, a major league baseball umpire, uh, you know, basically said he was ready for a civil war if um, the president was removed from office. A pastor has said that, a very prominent pastor has said that, you know, people are going to come down from the hills and they got their guns and they're going to kill Democrats. Folks, this is not good. This is not e pluribus unum. This is not we, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union. This is not uh, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That's not where we are. We are in a place where in my lifetime, at 50 plus years of age, I've never seen this. And talking to both my parents who are in their early 70s, they've not seen this. And, and, and they grew up in the civil rights era. I mean, it is a time where we really don't just disagree. We hate the other side. We hate our opponents. We, we want to destroy them. We want to wreck them. We want to threaten their very lives. As a journalist, as someone who's an opinion writer for major media outlets, a speaker around this globe, I get death threats. I now have to travel with security. It's expensive. It's not fun. It's awful. And it really made me think yesterday when 
the preacher was talking about reconciliation and what that means, being reconciled to God. But what does that mean? It means that when you're reconciled to someone, you've got to have some humility. They've got to have some humility. By the way, it takes two to be reconciled. I can't reach out my hand to you, brother or sister, and you slap my hand away or say you don't like me or you're not interested or you're not willing to listen and vice versa. Reconciliation requires two people. It requires someone to extend. It requires the other to embrace. It requires a mutuality of respect. It requires, like I said, humility and compassion. It requires that we uh, honor others' differences from our own. And when we can't be reconciled to our creator, meaning that we accept and embrace that he's greater than us, he's smarter than us, that we would do well to follow in his image and his ways of of kindness, love, respect, feeding your neighbor, clothing uh, those who are naked and, and loving on those who are less fortunate. I mean, that is really the idealism of America. Read to Tocqueville. Read, go back and read what others wrote about America as they came here and traveled here in the 17th and 18th and 19th centuries. Uh, The great industrial America, the America that uh, helped to uh, lift and elevate uh, the standard of living for people. We had the highest standard of living in the world. We've been the great light of the world, the great uh, city on a hill. Uh, You know, we have been that and we're declining. And the model that we're setting now for the rest of the world is that we don't have it together in America. We're not reconciled. We're very angry. We're still bitter and fighting over tribalism and race and region. And the South doesn't like the Midwest. And the Midwest doesn't like the the, the, the liberal uh, California coast and the liberal New York coastal cities. And so when we're even picking our presidential candidates now, we're we're looking at electoral maps and we're looking at how many states do I have to pick off to win instead of how many of the people can I go and talk to and, and offer hope. You know, it's election season here in Virginia. And uh, when I went to the mail on Friday and, you know, I'm not always good about checking the mail, but as I, I went through the mail, there literally were probably three dozen um direct mail pieces for the campaign here for state candidates and for uh, local candidates and for county candidates. And as I looked at the mail and every mailer that I saw, there was not one that told me why I should vote for someone. There was only telling me why I should not vote for someone else or not like them. And And what I'm saying is, is that everything about what we do now is about being divided and broken and split apart. If you are married and you and your spouse have a disagreement, if you don't reconcile that thing and you pretend it's not there or you ignore it or you don't deal with it, you eventually will have a marriage that's going to be fractured and broken. Uh, If you have a friendship and you don't nurture it, and you don't look after it, and you don't uh, deal with it, and discuss it, and handle it, uh, that friendship will break apart. And so if we're going to be reconciled to one another, if we're going to reconcile and heal 
To reconcile is to heal. It is to get back together. It is to join together. It is to uh, move forward in a way that makes us whole. We're reconciled. We are uh, okay. We are uh, we are complete. If America cannot begin to reconcile ourselves with our founding virtues, not our founding sins, not our founding foibles and uh, mishaps, but our virtues, the belief in equality, the belief in liberty, the belief in freedom, the belief in a more perfect union, the belief that God gives us our rights, not man. Therefore, if God grants our rights, we don't have the right to take away someone's life, liberty, or even their pursuit of happiness. We better get this together. I'm calling you today on this Monday motivation, this uh, last few days of October. We are closing in on the holidays. Uh, We have two months left or so in 2019, and then we're on to an entire new decade. So... I think what I'm saying has some value here today, not just for us as Americans and as citizens and as neighbors, but I think it has some value in our day-to-day lives. Are you reconciled with the people in your life that matter? Are you reconciled with someone that you uh, need to talk to, that you need to make things right with, or that needs to make them right with you? Is there a way to do that? Is there a way you can extend your hand to your brother, to your neighbor, to your sister, to your friend, to your spouse, to your son, your daughter? Is there someone that you haven't talked to in a long time that you still love, that you guys had a bad falling out, you had a bad division, you had a bad break, and you haven't been able to to reconcile? Uh, Try to do that if you can, Um, because when we reconcile, when we're whole, when we're clear about uh, what we're unified to and with, we're more powerful. We're better together. We're stronger together. We will always be. Uh, We are a better America when we can have differences and disagree, but not be disagreeable and angry. When Americans are shooting at each other literally, Uh, When we are literally violent, we post vicious things on social media. I talked about smearing um, in my last podcast and about freedom of speech and and what's the line? How far do we go to protect that free speech when free speech is violating others and hurting others and uh, demeaning others? Uh, That's tough. And I think that we have to have some boundaries. Uh, But being reconciled to ourselves, being reconciled to our values and our virtues as a nation, I believe will help to heal us and help to make us a better people and help to make us a a more resilient people. Um, It is not a good thing, whether you like the president or not, for the president of the United States to be booed and for people to be chanting, lock him up and impeach him. Uh, That's tough. Um, and it's, it's a sign of where we are. Uh, it's a sign of our decline. It's a sign of a lack of civility and a lack of respect for an office that all of us were taught to respect. And that's because the person that holds it hasn't been showing himself respectful. You see, when you say 
lock someone up, when you call names, when you demean and cuss and do those things, people do those things back to you. So there's a powerful lesson for all of us about how we conduct ourselves, how we comport ourselves, particularly as leaders, uh, particularly as men and women in service. Uh, It matters because people are paying attention. So, you know, look, I want you to have a great day. I just really had this on my heart, this notion of reconciliation. Are you reconciled to someone you need to be reconciled with? Have you reconciled with yourself? Uh, Meaning, you know, have you checked the, the books, the register? Are you lining up right now, whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, Are you lining up with the the dreams that you have? Are you lining up? Are you reconciled to the man or woman that you are? Are you reconciled to uh, your heart's desires? Are you reconciled with your God? Are you reconciled with your, the the marriage that you, you were so joyous about and in love with and, 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 and blessed with, and you just neglected it. And now you separated or now you feel like there's, you're too far apart to make it work. No, reach out, humble yourself. Reconciliation requires humility. It requires respect. It requires reciprocity, reciprocity, reciprocity. It requires faith. It requires love. It requires the desire to be more excellent, to make things right if you can. And I just want to encourage all of us to do that because all of us can use that in our personal lives, in our professional lives, and in our civic lives. So I hope that you have an amazing week. Again, enjoy Halloween on Thursday. November 1st is Friday, a new month. We get ready to go into Thanksgiving, and then Christmas will be here, and then into the new year. So uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for following. Thank you for all you do. Uh, November, we've got some good guests lined up. We're going to have... some people that you see on TV, some friends and colleagues of mine. Um, you're not seeing as much of me on television uh, as you used to because this is a book writing year and I am uh, trying to knock a book out uh, so that it comes out on time in fall of 2020. And uh, I am appearing uh, as I'm able uh, and hope to do a lot more as we get into the new year of January uh, after hopefully I've filed the book or gotten close to. So again, um, thank you for what you do. Thank you for following. Thank you for listening. Um, You have an amazing day. Reconcile. Be reconciled. Reconciliation. It's a good word. It means to come back together, to join, to heal. Uh, We all need it. All of us has somebody we want to be reconciled to or we want reconciled back to us. So uh, have a good one. Uh, I'm hoping to have uh, a great guest on Friday or on the weekend and a couple. Got some good ones for you. If you haven't caught up on my interview with Professor Eddie Glaude Jr. of Princeton, check it out. It's fabulous. Or my great interview with Bishop Talbert Swan about the faith movement in this country, evangelicals, the the role of race in the church and and how it shapes our views, etc. Great interview. Uh, a great interview with Sherry Jacobus, who's got America Reads the Mueller Report. It's actually available uh, online on YouTube. You can see a teaser of celebrities reading from the Mueller Report. No spin, no partisan politics, just people reading the words found in the report so that you, the people, we, the people, could uh, actually uh, hear it for ourselves and understand it for ourselves. Uh, great stuff. Uh, 
great day ahead, great week ahead. God bless you and keep you now. Until the next time.